I just want to remind you, if you take one thing away from this podcast today, that is to wiggle your toes and be where your feet are. Rachel Joy Barbeau here, founder of I'm Changing the Narrative and upcoming author, I mean already author, of Relentless Joy. I just want to start by saying, oh my gracious, oh my gracious, oh my gracious, oh my gracious. So last week, we decided to reveal the cover of the book and the name, and my amazing publisher, Baker Books and Ravel, they gave me a link for 40% off and free shipping for a pre-order because pre-orders are huge when it comes to the book world. And I put it out there, and I, I don't know that I just really, I didn't have ex- expectations. I was just so excited with my team, special thank you to Abby and Kim on my creative team for helping make this awesome grid. And we announced it in some of our groups that people have subscribed to things first. The newsletter got it first. And so I guess I just didn't have a expectation of somebody actually pre-ordering. And I remember um, somebody from my mailing list sent me an email and said, I ordered your book. And I was standing in my bathroom and I cried. I cried like, Somebody would actually order my book. This is just the most amazing thing. And so, yeah, I just want to say thank you so, so much. You can go to bakerbookhouse.com, put in Relentless Joy, and you can get 40% off and free shipping. And it comes out next June, June 20th, 2023, the day before my bonus daughter's birthday. So I am so excited about that. I told her that the other day, so it's going to be a big time. She's going to turn 16, and I'm going to release a book the next day, a freaking book the next day. So it is just a wonderful time. I also said this in my newsletter, and I wanted to share it with you, expound upon it, and let you hear my voice. I am doing this podcast from my car with the happiest, craziest heart. I Actually, while I was recording, um, this little boy came out of the McDonald's with a Superman outfit on. You talk about little bits of unexpected joy. This little guy running full force in his Superman outfit, full on chest plate and all just brought me crazy amounts of joy and it was unexpected. And that's what I teach you. So I'm coming to you this week on this podcast and this episode from my home. Since selling my home in Nashville, I have my childhood home. Like my childhood home that I went to, I moved to Pell City in sixth grade and um, I graduated from here. And so it's my mom's log home and my stepdad still lives there. He's like a dad. My uh, adopted father passed away in 2014 and then I have a biological father, my three dads. That would be my episode. Um, And we all have an episode name. Good thing I can laugh about it now. So I came here and originally I was supposed to speak in Jonesboro, Arkansas for the second time. I spoke about that on the previous podcast. So excited. Well, then the Atlantic hurricane season starts. Never been through a hurricane. And I was away. I'm hosting a mental health game at Maryland when Ian came through. High winds. Yeah, high winds. Almost lost a dock. Those types of things with Ian. And so... Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get out. All of those things. Jonesboro, luckily, was amazing enough to work with me and say, hey, we're going to postpone it till December 2nd. So the trip that was going to be Jonesboro, then Alabama, then home, 
kind of got chopped up a little bit. But I came here on Sunday. I drove. I give a little woo-woo to all my long-distance drivers. Seven hours is nothing for me. My husband and I used to, I lived in Nashville. He lived in Florida. So it was like 13 hours sometimes. And we just did it. We just did it. And then by the time you want to stop, um, when you're by yourself, you're thinking about having to unload all the stuff in the hotel. And then I was traveling with Buddy Joe, my little doggy. And so I'm a long-distance driver. So I spent the weekend with my family, with my bonus kids, with my husband, It was my bonus son's 18th birthday. We celebrated it and it was amazing. And I wouldn't have traded it for the world. My husband was saying, hey, 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 maybe you need to, you know, leave on on Saturday night because you're speaking on Sunday night. It's seven hours there. That's a Herculean task. And I was like, no, I am going to do all these things on Saturday. I get everything done um, so that I can spend time with everybody, also getting everything done around the house, and that I can get up early on Sunday, leave, have a great drive, and go to speak on Sunday night. Now, let me back up and just make y'all laugh for a little bit. Anybody out there got to leave your house in a certain way. Like, got, like I am I, I'm not OCD by any means, but one thing that I am a little crazy about is leaving my house clean so that when I come home, it's clean when I come home. So we also had a lot of produce in the refrigerator. So I wanted to juice. I've been juicing and freezing juice and learning how to not bust glasses and what to do and all of those things. So I needed to juice. I needed to finish laundry. Uh, I needed to pack. I wanted to get my car loaded up before the next day. And so had a lot of different things that you got to get all my plants taken care of because they were indoors because of the hurricane. And I did them all. And I got them all done. And then my husband, myself, and my bonus son sat down to watch the Texas uh, TCU game. And um, I believe it was, I think it was that game. <laughs> uh, that was the game. And we saw my bands on some of the players from TCU, which was amazing. And it was just that feeling of I'm exhausted, but I'm exhausted because I kept my word to myself, to myself, y'all. And so I had the best time with him. The three of us, the other kids were doing other things. And so the three of us just really spent time and were silly and had fun and watched football, um, watched Auburn, Auburn. Hello, War Eagle. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. I really feel like Carnell Williams is the man. I know he doesn't have experience, but he has the energy and the recruiting and the enthusiasm and all of those things. He's got the fan support. He's got the player support. My gracious, what he's done. He's turned around that program just since Brian Harson was let go. And I, I know you're going to tell me, Rachel, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. 17 years in sports casting. Why wouldn't you take a Kiffin or a freeze or a rule? They've got experience. Sometimes you can't, you, not some, you can't bottle what Carnell Williams brings as being part of the Auburn family. I covered him. I covered him, y'all. So anyway, I digress. So I get on the road on Saturday and I chose the long way. When is the last time instead of expediently and straight to it, when is the last time that you chose the long, more peaceful way? And what am I talking about? I could either driving, I could either from Florida up to Alabama, I could go through Atlanta, which sometimes is bumper to bumper traffic and makes you want to pull your hair out, but is 40 minutes uh, faster. Or I could go the back roads on a Sunday and add 30 minutes, but have peace. And that's exactly what I did. Easy like Sunday morning, easy like Sunday morning. And I was getting ready to share my testimony um, a slash speak slash preach, whatever you want to call it. I go to a halfway house that I've been speaking at for about 10 years, um, in Birmingham called the love lady. 
and it is a Christian whole way house where people can, where people can, women can come and get out of addiction, abandonment, drugs, jail, prostitution, all of those things, and they can get an education, their kids can get an education, and um, and they can get clean. And I've been going there twice a year for almost 10 years, and it is nothing short of miraculous, y'all. And so I poured my heart out, I shared my testimony, I gave an altar call, I went back to the video and I counted it, and there were 20 women that raised their hands and came down to the altar to rededicate their lives or know Jesus for the first time. And I'm telling you what, I don't care if I ever get to do an amazing thing, another amazing thing in my life, which I'm so blessed that I get to do amazing things to give back and to help people. But that to me is like winning the soul lottery. Afterwards, there was a gal there. I stay and pray and talk to the women that had a tattoo on her arm that said eternally broken. And we were talking about the fact that she had tried to commit suicide multiple times. And I need to just tell you to turn this off right now um, because I'm going to discuss something graphic if you can't handle it or if you're listening with your children. So um, trigger warning. Um, one of the times she had tried to commit suicide, she stabbed herself 76 times. And your life changes monumentally, incrementally when you stand in front of somebody and you're holding them that has survived that um, and that has something on her arm tattooed that says eternally broken. And one of the things we sat there and talked about and prayed was that she had to forgive herself. She had to start to forgive herself and make peace with her past because she was constantly over and over again, just raking herself over the whole coals. And I told her, I said, I think you should change that tattoo. It says Jesus was eternally broken for my sins or Jesus was eternally broken for me. And, and she was like, I mean, her, her face lit up. She was like, what, what? That's so awesome. Yes, I can do that. So it was those kind of stories. And, and another um, gal pulls me back to the uh, sound booth to talk to another young woman there. And during my talk, I had not even planned on talking about my mom and grief. It wasn't even part of what I was going to share. I had a lot of notes and I prepare weeks ahead of time. And uh, something in me just made me talk about the, the day that my mom went to be with the, the Lord and, and, and watching her leave this earth and how peaceful that was and having a hospice nurse that we never got checked into walk us through the process. And um, she told us that she's been with people that didn't know where they were going and it was, it was scary and they were angry and they were sad and they were screaming and it was not as peaceful as my mom and others have been. And so I was sharing this and I just said, anybody in here missing somebody at the holidays? And so many people raised their hand. So the grief thing, obviously God spoke that through me. So afterwards, I am, afterwards, I am there and I go speak. This woman calls me back to the back and I speak to this woman and she tells me that her dad is in the hospital and they're not good and he's dying of cancer. And I was able to recount my story of and my father, my father dying unexpectedly. And while I was a different woman then and on a good path, I was self-absorbed. I was selfish. I was too busy. My life was, was always had something going on versus visiting him and taking his calls and those things. And so there was a lot of shame when he passed away that I could have been a better daughter. And after that, I've written about this. It'll be, in, you'll hear it in the book. You've heard me talk about it in blogs and different, different things over the years. But 
there was a physical manifestation in my body um, from a sickness and illness, soreness, sores all over my body because I manifested that shame and that guilt of him dying alone and not being who I needed to be. And I told her, I said, when my mom got sick, we decided that we were going to live. We were going to live. We were going to say everything we needed to say. We were going to live with no regrets. We were going to dance. We were going to take the trip. We were going to do it all. And I told her, I said, honey, I said, um, what would it take for you to go to your dad? And what would it take for you to offer forgiveness to your dad in his last dying days, last dying hours? I said, because here's the thing. Hurt people just don't arrive hurt, meaning they just don't like, boof, they're hurt. I said, your daddy along the way was damaged. Something generationally, something got him, something damaged him if he's hurt you. And he didn't have the tools to, to be able to fix it. So he passed it on to you. And at this moment, we're all like, woo, like these words are just coming through me. And I said, so forgive your dad. I said, the greatest gift you could give him is to forgive him in his, in, in his dying hours. Give him the gift of your love, your unconditional love, your forgiveness as he's dying. And then all of a sudden, this kind of tough woman breaks and she starts to bawl. And I said, can you do that? And she said, I can. I said, where is he? She said, you know, just down the road or up the road in the hospital. I said, can you get there? How fast can you get there? And she said, soon. So I don't know. I didn't follow up, but I'd like to believe that her life changed and that she will not live a life of regret when her father, Danny, passes away and that she'll get to say what she needs to say and forgive her father because that's the greatest gift she could give him and also to know that he knows where he's going. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know that I would love to come to speak to your group? Yes, yours. No matter what that group is, large or small, I've spoken to men's groups, women's groups, symposiums, retreats, conferences, corporations, high schools, all the things, all the places. There's really not a place I won't go. If there's a need, I'll go. And in 2023, we are going to be featuring even more speakers under the I'm Changing the Narrative umbrella. So that means I'm available, but also amazing other speakers that can reinforce the I'm changing the narrative message in their own unique way with their own unique story. So all you have to do is go to the website, I'm changing the narrative.org. That's I'm changing the narrative.org, the letter I, the letter M, and hit the contact button. And we will get in touch with you. You can also go to rachelbarbo.com and hit the contact button as well. And we will get back in touch. Have a blessed one. And so that was Sunday night. If that wasn't great enough, right? So I'm packing a lot in in the short time that I'm here. I go to dinner with my one of my lifelong best friends, my person. Her name is Jeannie on Monday night. And she had gotten me a birthday gift and I finally got it. And y'all, if it wasn't a sign with a little saying that my mom said to me, I lobo you, it's an old family joke with a QR code. And she had asked me a while back for um, a voicemail or video with my mom's voice that meant a lot to me. And I sent her this voicemail. And she had a sign made with a QR code and this saying that goes to this forever link that has my, a voicemail from my mom. And the voicemail was years ago um, when Christopher and I were dating. She wanted to be in an event. She was already sick. Um, where I was hosting this event in Tennessee and interviewing, I was emceeing, I was interviewing Derek Henry. It was a huge event, big deal. And um, she couldn't be there. And so in the 
in the voicemail, she says, oh, you know, I know you're going to be beautiful. Tell Christopher, take pictures, tell him I love him. And she says, oh, Rachel, I love you so much. And I, I so wish I could be there and I miss you so much. And so you could almost take what she was saying then and transpose, transpose it over my life right now. And it was beautiful. So my best friend gives me this gift. So that's Monday night. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, my stepdad, who's like a dad, he's off. So we got to spend time together. Go eat at Cracker Barrel. I mean, I'm telling y'all what, Cracker Barrel is still the jam. After all these years, Cracker Barrel is still the jam. So got to eat at Cracker Barrel, watch some shows together. We watched the premiere of Yellowstone. He loves that. Wow. It's still good. Um, I heard somebody say the, the producer, the guy that, that actually brought it to MTV said it was like the godfather. Taylor Sheridan pitched it. Director is the godfather of, uh, in Montana. And I said, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty amazing. So it's just been great. And tonight I'm going, we bought tickets a really long time ago. I'm going, my mom and I's favorite movie, my grandmother's favorite movie was Jody Dancing. And I have another friend who's like a sister. Her children are my godchildren. And so we bought these tickets a long time ago to a Dirty Dancing concert. I'm not really sure how this thing is going to go, but um, I, I understanding they play the movie and then they have a full band and you can dance and they have dancers and all of this, but it's just really lean in intentional time. And finally, before I leave tomorrow night, I'm telling you, packing it in. Before I leave tomorrow night, I, instead of having a meeting, our normal pals meeting, I decided to cancel it and postpone it to our December meeting. Why? Because it's my godson's birthday, y'all. And I have spent um, most of my life hustling, pushing, you know, having meetings, being the businesswoman. People in my life tell me, I don't even know how you go so much. Like, you go. Like, hey, where's your energy? Like, people keep tagging me and this woman on, on Facebook that's doing, like, uh, doing a workout routine on one of those little jumping trampolines. And they're like, she looks just like you. She's got your energy. So I go a lot. I work a lot. Um, I love what I do. I, uh, but this was an opportunity for me to choose my godson and to set boundaries within myself and to say, you matter more than a meeting. And a meeting can wait. And we will provide other resources because we're having a Twitter space on Monday night. All you have to do is just respond to this email if you'd like information on that um, on 7 p.m. Central on Monday night. You don't even have to show your face. It's a Twitter space with Dr. Josh Claypo, with Matt Mosley, who serves in the movement, myself. And we're going to talk about holidays and boundaries and, and taking care of yourself and all of those things. So we're going to do that, okay? We're going to have other meetings. But I chose my godson. I chose my godson tomorrow night. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be Thursday night. And um, I'm so proud that I get to be with him on this, this circle of the sun and be with my other God kids for the night and just love on them and be present. I will tell you, like my friend, Dr. Kevin Elko says, if you ever get anxious, sometimes it means, you know, I, I add this. If, you're, if I'm anxious, it's either I'm too far in the future or I'm too much in the past. So Dr. Elko says, be where your feet are. So sometimes I will do a little thing and I will wiggle my toes, just wiggle my toes. And it helps me to remember being at my mama's log house and being, waking up in the rain the other day in my childhood bedroom and, um, and being all amongst all my mama's things that I stayed away from for so long because I thought it would cause pain. And there's actually so much peace there. And, uh, 
I wiggle my toes and know that I'm going to get to see my best friend of 10 plus years who's like a sister to me. And I'm going to go, who made me the godparent of her children. Like, that's crazy, crazy honor. And I get to be with them on Thursday night. And then I get to make my way back home and get back to my little fur baby and my family and my plants and my home and my life and my gym and all of those things. And so... Um, it's a crazy time right now. And then next week, Thanksgiving, and then the week after that, we I go back to Jonesboro, which I'm so, so, so excited to go back there and to pour into those students. And I've got so much to teach on, so many new things to teach on. And so it's an, a crazy, exciting time right now um, with love. I'm just, yes, I miss my mom. Yes, this trip was wonderful, but also I miss her. But at the same time, there's so much peace. There's so much joy here. There's so much love here. And so I just want to remind you, if you take one thing away from this podcast today, that is to wiggle your toes and be where your feet are. Maybe it's a little kid in a Superman outfit outside of McDonald's, just running so joyful, not a care in the world. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your sanity. Maybe it's you that you have chosen you and you have made you proud and you are doing things that are making you proud. You're not giving up on your workouts. You're not giving up in the way that you're eating. You're not, you are uh, keeping toxic people away. You are honoring your boundaries. I don't know what those things are that make you when you wiggle your toes happy and grateful, but I want you to revel in them. And lastly, as, as we say goodbye today, I, I said this in the newsletter and I'd just like to repeat it. I think it bears repeating. Please keep the family and the friends and the coaches and the, the teammates of the UVA players and even the perpetrator um, and the students in Idaho that were murdered. I cannot imagine and anybody across the country who has been lost that will have a empty seat at Thanksgiving. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers as we go into this holiday season because I know what it's like not to be taken at somebody's senseless tragedy like that um, from gun violence, but I would say I know what it's like to miss somebody, but some some young people, oh, geez, the young people in Idaho and UVA that were so young and so full of promise, one of the players at, at UVA said in his spare time he liked reading Shakespeare in the Bible, in the light in their eyes. And the same goes for the ones in Idaho, just absolutely senseless to lose young people like that. So if you will just keep their families, their classmates, their friends, their all of the people that love them and your thoughts and prayers as they navigate their first holiday season without them, I would so appreciate it because I do believe in the power of positive intent and prayer. And I know that collectively we can change a narrative. We can change a narrative on joy. We can change a narrative on peace and forgiveness and love. And I'm just so grateful for you. Please keep the emails coming. I got them. I get them. I heard somebody say in an email recently to me, I love how vulnerable and real you are. I love that you say you're not for everybody, but you're for some people. And she said, you're for me. She said, I binged your podcast and you are for me, sister. You get me. You speak directly to my heart. This podcast is not polished to an extent. Thank you, Kim, who does the, the back end work. It's not polished. It's meant to not be polished. It's meant to be vulnerable and real and off the cuff. I don't read a script on purpose because I just want you to hear what's on my heart for right now uh, in this moment where I'm wiggling my toes and how that applies to your life, right? And so thank you for the validation that it is matters to you and that, that it's hitting you right in the sweet spot. I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. 
Thank you. And I will see you soon.